Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is December 30th. This is episode 141. A fantastic Friday to all of you. Hopefully you're having a great day today. Wow, we've, uh, we've been missing for about a week. Hopefully you guys have missed us and everything in between. Obviously, there's not been too much price action going on in the Bitcoin markets. We, uh, we were basically at the same price as when I left. <laughs> so not a whole lot to talk about today, but we're going to highlight everything, check over everything, and uh, make sure we're still running on track. So as always, starting on our macro charts, the weekly Ethereum, right in the middle of consolidation. We obviously don't have a deciding uh, direction at this point in time. We are starting to look like we're pushing ourselves back into the upside direction overall. We still have a confirmed closed red dot. Unfortunately, the wolf pack is still in the red and we do not have a buy potato signal. As far as Bitcoin goes, we're about in the same boat other than we haven't confirmed the red dot. We are in the red wolf pack and we do not have a buy signal. So what does this tell us here? Well, it tells us that we're continually trying to turn ourselves up and confirm these bullish weekly divergences that are potentially showing us a bottom formation in this area. We continue to consolidate around. We know that there's a lot of confusion and skepticism going on in the markets right now. Obviously, we have money moving around the Alameda wallets. We had $8 million hacked out of out of some wallets just a couple days ago, over 1,200 ETH stolen, uh, quite a bit of USDT, and I believe some BNB as well. So we may run into this weekend with some price action pushing us into the downside in the medium shorter term, but overall, the macro is still trying to turn up at this point. Now, obviously that can change. We need to be aware that it can change and act accordingly. But for now, everything still pretty much mutual. We don't, again, have a confirmed direction on where we're going to go from here. The new year could totally flip us on our head and take us on a new path. We just don't know yet. We've got a couple more days until the first, uh, being two days from now. So Sunday going into Monday of next week will be 2023. It'll be very interesting to see what goes on. In other news with the stock market and just looking at some of the uh, estimates for the year percentages and where the S&P is going to go. Uh, again, quite neutral across the board. Most companies and or funds are expecting little to no price action. Others are expecting quite a bit of decrease in the stock market and others are expecting quite a bit of an increase. So there really isn't any sway to one side or the other more than uh, just general ideas of direction. So pretty much, yeah, mutual across the board. I don't think anyone knows what the future holds for us right now. It's very hard to say with what price action has been giving us over the last couple of weeks because there really hasn't been a discrete direction. We just continue to consolidate sideways in between a few hundred dollar range. Everything's gotten very boring. Uh, when we start to break ourselves down into our midterm, eight hour, four hour, and 12 hour, we can see that things are starting to turn back up. 
Uh, we are still confirming higher lows at this point overall, which is a good sign for us going forward. We do have some bullish divergence up on the four hour right now in the shorter term, potentially confirming in the next four to six hours. So the weekend may push us into a bit of a push towards the local resistance, which is sitting around 16,800, 900. As far as ETH goes, it's right around 12, potentially testing back into that level over the weekend. Um, what I have noticed, while everything else has been boring, there are complete and utter shit coins going absolutely crazy. We were seeing stuff on Bybit and Binance doing over 500%, 1,000% overnight within the course of a couple hours. Other craziness such as that. So it seems like something is definitely happening in the background. Money is moving. Millions of dollars are moving around being put into these total crap coins. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how this relates to the rest of the space, but it really seems like the whales are making money where no one's paying attention to. Usually what they do in this situation is consolidate their funds, they build it up in these crap coins in the behind the scenes, and when things do take a direction and start moving, now they have that just that extra capital to be able to throw it whatever direction we uh, think we're going to go or what we decide that's going to happen. Being that the midterm, short term is somewhat bullish here, 12 hour still hasn't shown us uh, anything clear yet. It looks like maybe within the daily close in two and a half hours, we may start to see this turn back up as well. Um, but the eight hour and the four hour are giving us those earlier signs with divergence and already turning back up that we should see some short term, midterm upside in that medium term. Now, the fact that our midterm macros overall are still giving us a rounded bottom and higher lows overall, we're still potentially setting ourselves up for some sort of cup handle and pump through past something just just very short term. As we've been, you know, we've been talking about this for a matter of weeks. We were talking about this before I left. We're just essentially continuing to push sideways and continue to be boring until something confirms and we complete uh, that pattern for continuation. Otherwise, looking at DXY and US tenure, funny enough, they are doing the absolute opposite of each other right now. Something I have, you know, you don't see very often. You can see that the DXY weekly is about to go into the red money flow, closing for the first time since uh, June of 2021. Very interesting that we're TC down on the DXY and pushing money flow into the red. But at the same time, the U.S. 10-year weekly is potentially looking at TCing back up, bouncing off the zero line, reconfirmation, invalidation potentially of the weekly TC down, bouncing off of the market structure. This could just be one last forced push, some sort of manipulation coming in, give us some sort of higher high, potentially looking towards 4.69% at the top of our market structure range. It'd be interesting to see what happens over the next little while. When we break it down into daily, we can see money flow coming back into the green, potentially signs of trying to top out here at this 0.5 fib level, maybe some sort of rejection back to the 618. It's not going to push us back very much, potentially just back to 3.7. In that US 10 year, if we find that higher low, we potentially could try and go for that 4%. Or if we're going to try and make that higher high at about 4.69%, then we're going to stair-step our way slowly and up into that direction. 
I still don't think that overall that's going to change our fate of turning this thing over to the downside at some point soon going into next year. Again, with the DXY doing what it's doing, the bond market doesn't really make any sense why it would pump uh, fully and completely. Whatever, I think, whatever starts to agree with one another first, if the DXY turns itself back up and starts to agree with the 10-year, I would say that we're probably going to shoot for that uh, local higher high at around 4.69%. But if the bond year, uh, the bond yields reject for a lower high, somewhere around 4%, where we were expecting before we left, and starts to agree with the downside of the DXY in that macro, then we're more than likely looking for continuation to the downside, and the overall trend would continue to uh, shift into the downside as well. As far as S&P goes, we really haven't done a whole heck of a ton, again, since I've left before Christmas. Um, we're still sitting at about 3839 We obviously are looking at it, but you know, we closed the weekly TC back down here. We're riding right along support of the key levels, and our daily is trying to turn back up, but also being held at this level. So potentially more downside to come. We still have a higher low formation at this point. Money flow is continuing to fall. So overall, you know, we're trying to turn around here. We're trying to hold here. It's very vital for the S&P to hold here, and being that it is a very important key level. Um, but if it doesn't, we could be looking at some more significant downside to come. Definitely, if we lose our key level and we aren't held up by the horizontal levels at about 3,600, 3,550, or even 3,700, we could be in trouble. There is quite a bit of key level support in that level, and it's possible that we do wick into 3660, still maintain our higher low overall, and continue rounding off this bottom for potentially some sort of inverted head and shoulders. We can see that our head and our shoulder, if this is what we're doing, are quite a bit more time spent in that level. We really don't have a full-on shoulder yet. We don't. We haven't spent enough time consolidating around here. It looks like we're looking into March uh, before some sort of actual epic breakout, if that's the if that's the case here. At the same time, we potentially already have an inverted head and shoulders, possibly. But the fact that our second shoulder came lower than our head, you know, it, it we may be looking at this first shoulder wasn't large enough, not accurate enough to give us all the information we needed. And we're actually looking at a head and shoulders here instead. Inverted head and shoulders, rather, sorry. So overall, S&P somewhat rejecting off the zero line in the six hour, four hour. We can see red dot popping up, bouncing off the Wolfpack zero line. But it's Friday, and I wouldn't put too much weight in this at the moment. In fact, that again, DXY still sitting at about one point, or 103. Sorry, rather, end continuing to turn back down, rejecting off zero line. You can see we've struggled and struggled and struggled in this level. We're just continuing to go lower and lower and lower. The fact that it's not getting that bounce is showing extreme weakness in the dollar currency index. So keeping this in mind, if we fall below 103, we're looking for about 100 to 98 as the next key level. We did not get this bounce yet. We definitely still could. We may come down a little bit more towards 102.9, come back up into that 106 potentially, or towards our 107, 108, 618 level before rejecting, finding that next lower high, and then falling into that lower level of 100 to 98. So 
over the weekend. I'm not expecting too, too much price action. Again, the alts are probably going to continue popping off because again, the main markets are so boring right now. You're looking at maybe a half percent towards one and a half percent moves back and forth each day. There's not a lot of profit to be made. So it seems like the big money, the smart money is looking at other areas in the cryptocurrency space uh, to make that money. If you can make a quick thousand percent in one day, sell off, let the retail come in and buy up your sell orders, you're a happy camper. So keep that in mind. Don't chase any trades. Don't FOMO into shit coins. You know, if you see the patterns ahead of time or you see that they're just starting to go off and they're at very major points of uh, of shifting, like a lot of these crap coins that have pumped during the holidays uh, are completely oversold. They've started to cross back over in those macro MACDs, RSIs. They were setting themselves up to be bullish to begin with. I think either the algorithms of the trading bots or the whales took notice of this and pumped in volume uh, at the same time as they were starting to shift back up, um, giving those shitcoins strength. For some examples, I think SOM, geez, there was quite a few. There was quite a few, just like 500%, 100%, 600%, 800%. Boom, 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 boom. 0.0001 to 0.001, doing a quick 10x overnight, and then you know falling back down over the next couple of days. Hmm. Well, uh, Pio, do you have anything interesting you'd like to bring to the table today? I know it's been about a week since we've spoken. Is there anything that yeah, you've taken notice to? Anything important that you'd like to bring up? Yeah, I think um, maybe just two things to kind of end the week, really. Because um, it's, it's, it's obviously the holiday period and it's such low liquidity. And I really feel that next week will, you know, there'll be a lot of action, I believe, next week and plenty to talk about. Um, Regarding the Dixie, yeah, for sure, we're in the middle of the fear trade right now, you know. Um, I think, I don't think there was too much expectation in a Santa rally, but I think a lot of people, uh, because of the, just the general meltdown, you know, people look at Tesla, but I, I posted the Amazon chart. Amazon has gotten back to its COVID crash lows. Like, it's just a complete round trip of, you know, the last two years. Um so money is certainly rushing out of equities right now. Um, Tesla's really scared people. And I think it's just foreshadowing of a lot of other valuations that need to have mm -hmm. a massive correction just to wash out the last two years of excess. It's not even a long-term thing. And um, just get, get back to reality. And I certainly see that with Tesla. I just do not think it's worth more than 100 bucks a share right now. <laughs> you look at the fundamentals. Um, and what's that really explains to me why the market's kind of running back into the dollar a little bit right now. Everything else looks scary and uncertain. Um, earnings season is coming up, guys. Um, and it's just going to be super important and super impactful. And it's really going to move the market. And I think earnings is the focus because the shift for the next couple of years, at least, will be back to value rather than growth. And that's what's deflating Tesla. People are going to be smarter. And it's just like with, you know, all coin projects, you're going to look and go, hey, are these guys making money? Do they have a way to pay, hire, grow, invest in R&D and stuff like that? So, you know, simple fundamentals that all of us can understand takes a bit more work than just chasing narratives. Mm -hmm. I think it would be very rewarding. Um, and in that light, regarding earning season, we could have a couple of good surprises. Like you could look at Meta right now and go, Hey, that's a good buy. 
you know, they're going to come out and say, hey, yeah, we're putting in like a couple of billion a quarter there in profit, no worries. Who cares about the metaverse thing? That's been dealt with. That's been priced in. But I look at Apple and because it's such, it's a flagship, right? It's the flagship of the NASDAQ, flagship of tech. And it's been the most heavily adopted kind of normie uh, allocation over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, look, it's, it's between 30 and 40% of, of Berkshire Hathaway, you know, is this Apple. So if you want to have a look at the chart, I think it's, it's certainly one to, to watch at this level because, you know, just looking at simple lines, you know, it's made a, made a local lower low. And when you compare that with Amazon, um, yeah, it definitely could pull the market down the next leg if earnings aren't above expectations, which they don't seem to be, um, and that and heads towards 100 bucks. I, I think that would be such such a scare. I do think that's the biggest flag I have in my head right now for why wouldn't you know things kind of at least range up from here a little bit across multiple mm-hmm. you know multiple things, even energy. Energy is range lows, equities range lows, a lot of commodities range lows, crypto range lows. Fair enough. Apple um, a range low. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as far as Tesla goes, I think we're pretty close to some sort of at least local bottom. A um, hundred dollars being a very yeah uh, mental level, right? Um, the fact that it's our seven eight six of the retrace back from where this pump started on the major level support. Um, there's some significance around that zone. We can see that even from the key level, we're actually about back to the seven eight six right now. So if you you know if you guys are looking for buying opportunities, I think right now between one fourteen or even even up here at one twenty and down towards a hundred to maybe ninety, as long as it doesn't go below ninety five dollars on a significant closing time frame, I think you're actually in uh, good shape. I think overall that'd be great buying opportunities, even if it's just for the midterm short term. You should see some sort of rally back up to at least our six one eight or even our point five level. Um, somewhere between 150 to 160 or even all the way up to 200 bucks if you get a hundred percent pump it gets a lower high maybe there's some bearish hidden divergence here with the head and shoulders converging wave again for a downside then you may break through 100 bucks but right now well i mean even that being said you know because this is so fear driven um it seems like and with stock markets they always tend to over push themselves we definitely could push through that level of 95 so i would i would be cautious i wouldn't really play this with some sort of like tight stop loss um you could definitely get wicked out and then it still does exactly what i'm thinking here but i definitely think there is some sort of bounce in the future here before continuation lower at least over the medium term going into next year overall but it was a very clear head and shoulders we can see that we were topping out here back in september for that lower high uh, converging waves to the downside and uh yeah if we retest into the pattern we reject 180 to 200 uh not great in the overall for tesla but right now as we can see in our in our macro macro coming back down into 50 dollars key level support major level support at the same time if we were to get all the way back there that would be probably your best buying opportunity for this asset for years to come afterwards like we can see every time so far the key level hasn't been retested yet since we broke through, retested, and took off. 
So coming back into the zone of 40 to 50 bucks, maybe in our future. And I think overall, if we hold it, if we hold the key level, we hold the major level, we start holding and pushing through with the major level to get ourselves back on trend. Overall, I don't think this trend has broken yet. Obviously, we're just coming back in for some sort of major retest. It seems like if we push ourselves to the monthly, yeah, like we definitely, uh, we've fallen off a cliff here. It's the most sell volume we've seen pretty much since this whole thing started. But I don't, you know, I definitely see some sort of lower high before continuation here. It needs a break. It's pretty much just hit 400, sold off 70 something, 80% so far. We should, we should see some sort of break in here at some point soon. We can see our daily definitely hit a bottom at about 110. If we reject somewhere between 130 and 140, we may take that next step down in towards 95. I don't think that we've seen this last capitulation hard volume drop before things are going to bounce, if that's going to be how it plays out. But overall, the head and shoulders almost played out percentage-wise. Again, that FIB level almost being filled out, depending on where we start the FIB from. If we start it from the bottom of the major level, it's not done yet. But if we start it from the break of the key level, we can see that we're actually right on the 786, or we touched it on 110. So, like I said, you know, potentially starting to buy some of this here, maybe not a bad idea, but definitely being aware that you could still come lower first before things come back up. But with something like this, you know, you come down for so long, so hard, you are to be, you know, you're to expect some sort of recovery. Tesla is not doing anything differently. They're not going under, they're not going bankrupt, they're not, you know, they're not selling less cars. They're selling more and more cars every day. I, uh, yeah, put your faith in Elon. I definitely don't think that that's a bad idea. So, interestingly enough. Um, I, I think one element, and it's I've been listening actually to a couple of Twitter spaces uh, full of Tesla maxis. Quite interesting discussions, actually, about pricing in different markets. And um, mm -hmm. I think their orders will suffer in the US because um, it's quite apparent now that there's a subprime issue in car leasing in the US. And Elon actually spoke about this. Uh, Musk actually spoke about this too. Um, some the, some guy wrote a really good substack and basically just called it out. And it's an industry insider. Um, yeah, I've seen everybody went around just buying Hellcats, paying 1800 1800 a month leases and, and squeeze now. So yeah, the data coming in looks like um, there's going to be a bit of a bit of a crash in the second-hand market in the US for sure, in the car market. Uh, and that will, mm. you know, it's not specific to Tesla, although, you know, as a high beta, certainly they'll, they'll certainly be impacted by that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just a market-wide effect that's going to precipitate over the next 12 to 18 months in the US. But I think, sorry, I should have continued. Uh, to your point, I think, like, you're, you're really looking, you know, you're, you, any hypothesis on investing in Tesla is what's going to happen by 2030. So if you're looking to buy it, um, as much as I rag on about Elon being <laughs> a bit annoying, um, we're kind of in around the area, I think, like, geez, if you got below 100 bucks, like, if you saw 70 bucks, Tesla, I'll be buying that. Buy and hold, 10 years. Extraordinary opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think, like, we haven't really seen that much sell volume since we took off from, like, 14 to $20. Right, this whole time it's just been up, 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 up. The data is there to show up, that straight up. He took profits at the very top, you know. 
as a typical guy. Yeah, so like it's of course. No, I, I cynically, I think Elon himself took advantage of just zero percent interest rates and people have to borrow to buy equities and like it'll, it'll, it'll be all right, I believe. And if it does go to like such a state where he's going to get liquidated, even though I've laughed about that. We won't know about it, you know. You'll have the Saudis, you'll have all these private funds, they'll all be in behind the scenes before there's any news. Uh, whatever deal will be done, you know. It's just, I, I, I don't see a collapse of Tesla. I'm actually kind of hearing that, and I think it's just a bit, bit naive. If I mean, the fact that they even got themselves off the ground to begin with, from how they started, and, you know, off promises for their Roadster, or, and it wasn't even a real car at the time when they were starting to sell it, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see it collapsing. I don't think Elon's dumb enough to let that happen. I think that he uh, has so many other things going on, so many other things in the background. I think a very important thing to note with Elon is that investors see Elon as the whole universe, right? Like it's like SpaceX, Tesla, uh, Neuralink. It's not just Tesla. So when he screws up twitter the tesla stock will get effect, uh, uh, affected by that not only the twitter stock right like everything he does is like one combined power that's another thing to keep in mind when people Very talk about the tesla stock you know that's yes one point it's a great point for sure they're not you know just looking at tesla they're looking at all of his activity and what he's doing you know you look at what happened when he uh, smoked that joint with uh, joe rogan right all of his all of his stuff fell but for a very short period of time for continuing to run and make rise and neuralink is how far away are they from launching like only a couple months they're saying like into into this year or next year they're going to have a fully operational product that you can buy and like i know obviously the news is trying to uh blackball him with that oh there's a couple monkeys that died and oh this and that it's scary oh he's trying to chip your brain but when you really think about it you know pretty sure they said the same shit about iphones <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> well, people are scared of new things new technology especially when it um this is a totally new concept of putting technology in your body i think that scares a lot of people um but in 20 years is that going to be the standard how you access the internet just by thinking about it or what however else it works because I can, I can say that I'm down for that. That sounds amazing. If I can, if I can think about a website and it just comes up in front of my eyes, can't tell you how game changer that is and how many billions or trillions of dollars that's worth to someone, to or to people in general. So we'll see. We'll we'll see for sure. But Tesla right now, like I said, definitely the sell off not great. Um, continuing to build momentum to the downside. It definitely feels like there is some sort of uh, port coming in for it, though, before things get worse. Even if we were to come all the way back to the major support level back in here of like $30, again, you know, you just got to know like that that's going to be a 10 year trade that you do not, if you buy back in at $30. I only see Tesla getting stronger and better. Yeah. Better and better and better, boys. Yeah. And I think in general, uh, stocks should be considered long-term investments. Yeah. It's not crypto where we flip it every day, you know? Oh, for sure. You had your run. This is the same thing that Bitcoin did. It's literally you got your bearish divergence on a monthly or a two-week, 
topped out. This is sixty and sixty-eight thousand dollars. Oh, and look, we rejected off forty-eight. Boom. It's the same fucking pattern. We're in the same thing. It's just a couple, you know, maybe six months behind here. So we probably do have more downside to come. We're probably going to get that thirty k retest at some point, and then fall off some more. But overall, is Bitcoin going anywhere? Is it going to create a new lower low? I don't think so. I don't think that this overall macro trend is going to break. There's too much strength and too much belief in behind it. it makes no sense why it would, unless obviously Tesla goes under completely. But because it's not like Elon only owns Tesla, as the point we made earlier. He's got other things that he can fall onto to keep and prop Tesla up. You know, Neuralink does a trillion dollars. He'll probably pump some of that back into SpaceX and Tesla. Yeah, the boring company, his tunnels, every, everything he does makes money. So he just needs to give up on Twitter because it's not making the money. And he's lost 44 billion. <laughs> and he's, it's- it was never about, it was never about making money, I don't think, for him buying Tesla. It was about, he was about making things right and realigning it with his values because the social media that he enjoys and uses, you know. It's not worked though. There's already like a dozen other right wing slash conservative social media platforms and even the people on them don't want to be there because that's the only type of people who were there. And I, I truly believe with Twitter, it's something that he really messed up. He got trapped into buying it. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's actually scaring my judgment. My like I thought he was a bit of a big brain engineer, but the way he's talking with software engineering, I'm like, this dude knows as much as me. <laughs> he's not like a software engineering genius at all really basic kind of stuff and i think if he just cuts his loss here and just gets a new ceo in steps away from that focus on the stuff that he's really exceptionally one-off you know humankind changing but he doesn't he doesn't understand social media and he's not achieving the goals his own goals never mind say don't think you buy something with the intention to kind of lose more or less all of its value within six months that's my only contrary yeah, I mean, point. I don't dis- sure, I don't disagree with you on that point. I think the whole point for him, he's looking at it like buying a, a luxury car. He's looking at it in the same way. He knows that it's not going to completely hold its value. But overall, you know, now that he has it, yeah, he can put someone else in charge, even though he still owns, you know, the Twitter rights and everything in between. Um, people will forget about this whole shindig in four years, and it'll be know it'll be pushed in the right direction of where he wants to go it, it could like i know we're kind of meandering on now but I, I actually do think it's it's worth looking at from different perspectives because you know as a as a vertical commas american success story like he was successful in america and that's he wouldn't have been successful in europe or asia doing things the way he went about it and that is there's someone I have another mate and he's a big advocate of him and he's a highly successful entrepreneur as well. And he's like, he's moving fast and breaking things. And if Elon learns where he's not good at and has the humility to step away from it. So, you know, it's not a net loss across the board um, and he can divert his focus elsewhere. You know, to your point about investors earlier um, and Jonas's point, I think that would give him confidence, you know, that, that's a good thing to be looked for. So, you know, and that, that's what makes people like Elon Elon. You know, Steve Jobs is classic. You know, his whole story, like with Next, you know, this could be you know, Elon Musk's next. He just, just needs to learn the hard way. It's very you interesting. Know? I've like, that's the first time 
I have a different viewpoint than you, Pio, on that. I think for Elon coming to Twitter, first of all, he spent $44 billion on it, right? That's a lot of money. Second, he came into a multi-billion dollar company and was like, okay, Twitter was writing red numbers for the last five years, but we have a running product. So which people do I really need here to run this? Right. And that's kind of how he went about it. And then he got rid of all the people that he doesn't need and people freaked out about it. But from a monetary understanding of a company, this decision made a lot of sense. I, yeah, I agree with in, in that respect. I think, I, I think it's just if he had done it differently and had someone else be the face. And I think A B testing, um, like really bad features or really bad UX implementations. He's human, right? Like he's a human being. Like you can tell at times you're like, dude, just, you know, just, just go to sleep, <laughs> you know, have something to eat, touch grass, you know. Um, but that is a good point that you make. It's something that's happening across the board in tech at the moment and something that I'm just delighted to see having kind of brushed that and world what, for a yeah. while. And what the media is not talking about that much is that Twitter still has 1,500 employees. It's not like that they only have like 20 people sitting in there. It's, it's, it's big news here, man. Like less than, less than 35 miles away is Twitter European headquarters, their second largest overseas office. And it's a really sensitive issue here because it's such a small country. If Twitter starts downsizing, it's like, oh, everyone's going to start at it. So yeah, they, 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 they tried to actually cut the chief executive but she, she got a lawyer, so they haven't got any staff here. Um, I think it's about change management. Like, as in, like, Elon is neurodiverse. I, like, I'm quite unsure how to label things nowadays, so I'll just kind of put it that way. And that's one of his strengths. And I think, I think communication and PR should be coupled with that, you know, and it could have made his own life a bit easier because, like, it's actually something to bet against with a lot of these large tech companies right now that it's the reason I left one after seven months um two years ago i was like oh my god there's eighty thousand people when there should be 20 but they're going to take 20 years of having mckinsey consultants coming in trying to do that turn a super tanker around rather than slash and burn and just just get on with it anyway yeah good perspective and like you know sum up what i was saying if you can learn from this like it's, it's really bullish you know that oh he can learn because i think a lot of the projected criticism right now is He's just a dumb man who won't change his mind and he's been really arrogant if he confounds people by, you know, adapting. You know, that really rubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he wouldn't at, be in the spot. Calling him yeah, dumb. he wouldn't be in the spot to where he is when you call him dumb. You know, like, come on, bro. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think his idea with Twitter is way bigger than people can grasp too, right? I mean, he wants to turn that into like an all-out platform. You know, kind of like, um, what is that thing in China? WeChat? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so uh, that makes a lot of sense actually because Facebook kind of went off that boat because that was kind of like what Facebook tried to do. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're all mm -hmm. balls deep into the metaverse now, so I think there's space for that, you know. So, and with all his other technologies that he's building, I, th I think it's very beneficial to have the user platform from Twitter to, to push that narrative. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad than the media is showing us. You know, I mean, all the decisions he took 
to be 100% honest, if I would run a multi-billion dollar company, I would have done that too. There's nothing where I'm like, that makes no sense. Yes, I know the Democrats are upset and like a lot of politicians are upset about what he did. But in the end, it makes a lot of sense. And he's not like, oh yeah, Twitter is now an open platform for all the criminals and shit talkers in the world. I mean, they still need to follow the law, right? I think what is important to him is that people not get censored. And we are in the crypto space to not get censored, right? So we should thank him for doing that instead of like bashing on him. But it's just my opinion. I think um, I think I would have done what he did, but I would have like worked with a team to do it rather than, you know, taking very much a solo run because um, the communications have been quite poor. And maybe what he has been trying to do in this intent is quite hard to make out. It can be abused, actually, by the media in some respects. But hey, look, popcorn show, as long as like he, he does delete a lot of his tweets. I, I do have a lot of personal criticism that way. But like, as long as I don't mind if, if Twitter is as long as you take care of child porn and other and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, um, it's a criminal charge. I mean, they need to take that down when it's against the law. Right? Like you can do with your terms and conditions, whatever you want and let people express their speech, however you want. But like when it's unlawful, they need to ban it. And I watched a podcast a couple of days ago with Elon and some other dude actually talking about all that. And he was like, yes, we will still ban stuff that is against the law. This. And that's it. Like, and as long as it's not censored from either side, because the, the tools are actually there, right? A lot of people forget. You can mute people. You can block people. You can filter out keywords. So, like, I don't mind if some crazy ass people are on there, as long as they're not, you know, going that direction. You just, you just under, you just um, discussed. And I, I think, yeah, just, just, just fair go, man. Leave, leave all the crazies on. I, I can block them. It's fine, you know, as long as I can trust that. Like, if I go looking to see. If I see something reported, a blah, blah, blah said blah, 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 and I can't actually find a verified source of blah, blah, blah saying blah, 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 you know, that's, I think that's the opportunity perhaps. Yeah, I think free speech is very important, and especially a platform like Twitter shouldn't push a narrative, right? Open so, sources, open sources. I think so too. I think a platform like Twitter should yeah. be open source. That's all, that's all that people are, that's all you need to do. Maybe, maybe, and maybe that's how he's working towards. And you know what? Like, I, I actually laughed at the X app kind of idea because WeChat scares the living BJs out of me. If you're doing everything through the one app, the data from that can just, like, it's just scary. Um, but I, I always regret that Google bought Android. And perhaps Elon is probably the only person I can think of who could create a, an open source operating system. Uh, a new one, a new Android, you know, to compete or to just, you know, give people a choice between Google and Apple, which is what you have right now. You know, you're buying two spyware phones. <laughs> Need a third option. <laughs> True. Well, enough of that. I think be good. At- yeah, no, I, it was good to get into for sure. I'm glad to have the different perspectives here. Ooh, we. So just as a quick summary for you guys, uh, as far as price action goes, Probably not expecting too, too much over the weekend. Maybe a little bit of uh, dumping it here and there. Nothing to set us off into trend, though. And we'll see how next week goes. 
I, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, as always. And if you guys haven't yet, make sure you check out TripleConfirmation.com. We've got some very exciting stuff coming up for pre-sale with the new NFTs. We'll be announcing and showing those off very soon. And anything else, if you guys have any questions, our emails are listed on the website. You guys can send us an email at any time. So enjoy the rest of your weekends. Take care. Have a great rest of your day.